Welcome to the Transformation and Coaching Industry Podcast, where we get the inside story of some of the world's most successful coaches and transformational change agents. My name is Dr. Matt Kreinheader. We are here with Mike Agliero, who is the founder of Food Dog Group, a coaching and transformational organization. Mike has a long history of multi-entrepreneurship, uh, creating a number of businesses and is now in a phase where he's really looking at focusing on helping people in the transformational and inner work side of things. Uh, I'm really excited to be here with you, Mike. Thank you so much for your time and uh, stoked on this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. Let's uh, let's dig in and let's serve everybody with some amazing information today. Let's do it. Awesome. So I'd love to start with your, what I call the superhero origin story. Tell me how you came up how you kind of, you know, cut your knuckles and and how you turned into the man that you are now and and what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I'll try to keep it as short as possible because there's, you know, anybody that's had some success knows there's multiple kind of origin stories here. Uh, the first one is probably me being on my own at 15 years old mm. and just trying to figure it all out. Uh, being out there, I was living with my 17-year-old brother and you know, I was still going to school and, you know, I would say there was conveyor belt. Um, one side of the conveyor belt was like the kids. It was like college, college and my conveyor belt. They were like, nah, you're probably a plumber or an electrician or something. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty good uh, for me, Matt. But uh, so that took me into working, you know, working for some electricians. And I thought that, you know what? I could do it better than them, right? Isn't that what we all think? Like, <laughs> I'll be the better boss. I'll know what to do. All I found out is I went on my own. I was just as stupid as my bosses were, right? <laughs> That's great. I struggled. I I had every story about why not to hire. And uh, it took me probably over a decade mm. uh, to figure it out. After a decade, the next origin story is, you know, my son's being born mm. and having that reality that all of a sudden, uh, I remember I was home, my wife was in the hospital with our son and I'm home and I put together one of these uh, gliding rocking chairs so she could do the yeah. old breastfeeding thing and stuff. Yeah. And I remember getting it together, sitting in it, rocking for a minute and just thinking and just breaking down, like crying. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be just like my dad. Mm. I'm never gonna be home. I'm gonna miss everything. I'm going to be now my dad's one of the hardest working people in the world, but he just missed a whole lot. Yeah. And so that was the next uh, turning point that made me say, you know what, I better really learn how to grow a business. And what I've proven now over the last couple of decades is the quick, one of the quickest ways to grow a business is to learn from other people that have already done it and done it successful. Yeah. Other trusting high level integrity people. That's why I'm so honored to be here with you because People get to cut decades of wasted time out of their life. And uh, the other shortest thing is once I figured it out, I grew a company from under a million to over 32 million. Um, I sold that in 2017. I had 200 employees and I, I, I had 165 trucks all over New Jersey fixing people's plumbing, electrician, uh, electrical, their HVAC, anything broke in their house. We were the team to do it. And along the way, Matt, in probably um, right around 2014, and I'm sure maybe you experienced or other listeners, you know, you hit a level of success where it feels great, but everybody you're talking to, you're afraid to share it with them. So you, you dim your light. 
Yeah. You're like, you're like, how's everything going? They're like horrible. And you're like, oh, well, my life's not so great too. <laughs> yeah. That became pretty frustrating uh, for me, especially because, you know, everybody thinks your life's amazing, but there are parts of mine. I mean, I've been with my beautiful wife since I'm 15. It's 37 years now. I'm level 52. And, you know, I, I made a decision back then in 2014. I was going to change the industry. I was going to change the plumbing, HVAC, electrical industry. And I, I created something called CEO Warrior. Mm. And it the whole tagline was, you're either average or a warrior. And I was going to go out there and challenge an industry and take people. And I don't know, I'm watching this. Uh, I just finished watching this series, uh, Yellowstone, which was a pretty, oh, yeah. pretty good series. I'm not happy. Like I thought the other day, Matt, my wife and I were watching it. We, we watched an episode during lunch. And then I thought we had one last episode at dinner. It ended up we watched the last episode at lunch. So at dinner, uh, like, are you kidding me? That's how <laughs> they, they ended this thing. But, you know, I went into the service industry and just like trying to break a horse, these horses that are out of control. That's what I did in an industry. And and I changed thousands of people's lives. I've created in the in the last about 28 months, I think people that my fingerprints are on that I helped or I guided created over 40 decamillionaires. Wow. Um, and then in 2020. I had another calling. And the calling was, I was really making successful business owners and they were getting wealthy and fat, mm. wealthy and divorced, yep. wealthy and some of them dying. And I was like, wow, wife and I were like, this is not what our intention was. My intention was to have people create legacy wealth and be healthy and, and stay married and figure out these relationships and and the opposite was happening. And, and that's why I made a decision to sell uh, that company, CEO Warrior, which I still have some equity in and stuff, and went and created Food Dog. And Food Dog is like, it's a place, I don't know about you and your experience, but like I was going to all these marketing, sales, operations, and I was putting them on for people too. But my wife, she didn't want to go to that. Why was she going to go? She didn't want to sit there. So there was no place for her to grow. And I'm wondering if the listeners could kind of relate to this is like, you're growing, you're coming home. And my wife's like, okay, I'm not having that growth. I'm, I'm taking care of the kids and, and I'm managing and stuff. And you're acting like a big shot. And what about me? Uh, almost cost my wife and I a relationship decades ago. And so my wife and I decided let's create an environment where a husband and wife can come and grow together. Yeah. Where they can learn about clarity and alignment and wants and needs and learn about this whole uh, shame and guilt and trauma. So I know it's probably a little longer than everybody wanted, but I, I hope it's a good framework, not even just a framework, uh, a way for them maybe to think, huh, okay, maybe I need some of this 80% psychology, which I am such a, I am so convinced now. I, I think I was, but like the last two years, Matt, I was like, you know what? 80% psychology is going to make the game 20% skills. Everybody's putting all their time in the skills yep. and not and not to the psychology. And then they're, they're struggling, you know? Yep. Yep. Totally. Totally right. I love that. And, and you're speaking my language that if you can do the inner work and in the inner game first, the outer game is just a different thing. It's not such a slog. It's not such a challenge. And you really can be the master of your environment, but you got to yeah. own what's going on inside. And, and at some point, like you discovered in the process and mentioned, 
inside means inside the the relationship and inside the family. And that's a whole other dimension to, okay, how do I not force anything here, but really foster an opportunity for people to rise into who they're meant to be inside this relationship and family. So thank you for that. Thank you for doing that work. That's so important. And I think so many entrepreneurs fall on that sword without knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you say about the inside, because we have a, uh, we have this life wheel that we call the stop light life wheel system and it's red, yellow, green, but the green is on the inside. When most people have these life wheels, they put one on the inside and 10 on the outside. I put 10 on the inside, one on the outside, because as you just said, until you change the inside, you can't change the outside. So for our clients that we work with every day, we're like, hey, if you're hitting yellow, that's the time to run towards us, not run away from us. It's when you, and especially I think um, men, uh, not all men and not all women, but majority of men are very good at locking themselves in a cave and just like, They'll just swallow it and shove it down and shut it down. A lot more women are vocal about it. But, you know, for these men, we tell them, like, you you don't wait till you're red. Yeah. I always tell people a midlife crisis, um, which seems to happen. I don't know. Maybe it's only discussed more in men. I said a midlife crisis is when a guy finally says, I'm tired of hiding the lies inside of me. And I'm finally going to tell the truth. So then he goes and gets a Corvette and a leather jacket when he should have just said, Hey, this I'm unhappy here. Right, this is not meeting my needs. I think the world is. Um, I don't think people are being uh, honest on the outside, and they're trying to process this inside. You know, totally right, totally right. And and what so many people in that scenario don't get is that they're looking for a feeling, right? Like there's this assumption when you're a kid that the amount of energy and vitality and excitement that you have is going to be the same for the rest of your life, and it's it can always be high. It can always be in, like intense and powerful, but it's not going to be the same. So you get to be 40, 45, 50, all of a sudden that feeling changes in a major way. And if you go out to buy the Corvette or the leather jacket, it's not going to get you back to where you are. And you've got to develop a, a new relationship to your internal state and sense of feeling so that yeah. you can really not fall on the the same, you know, kind of exactly what you're mentioning, like getting lost in this problem of, I want to feel different. Yeah, we were just having a a talk with a couple the other day, and they were telling me about, um, oh, we're going on these vacations and vacations. And I go, no, you're not going on vacations. You're you're going on escapes. You're trying to escape things. I said, you should not go on another vacation until you until you get some clarity and alignment in this relationship, because you go away and you're you're in Hawaii and you're like, oh, you're drinking pina coladas and life is great. And then you come back and you're fighting over the same stuff. Yeah. I said, that that's an escape. And I said, uh, what I want people to get to is I want them to never have to go on a vacation because they live a vacation because they, they love everything they do. And I got to tell you something, Matt, I used to think for years that when people would tell me this, I'd go, oh, this is a bunch of bull. You know, <laughs> like, come on. But I found it in myself. My wife and I found it like to the point like, yeah, we do food dog group and we're building. I also have a a company where I take equity in companies and like I'm doing stuff all the time, but I'm only doing what I love and it's fun to do. Even if I'm typing up something or building something. And so I'll tell all the listeners here, it is possible to get to that vacation feeling life where it it is your, it's a life by design. 
Yeah, so good. So good. I remember one of my mentors one time told me that he decided he was going to stop taking vacations because he looked at the word vacation. It means to vacate, right? He wanted to leave mm-hmm. all of his problems behind. So now when he travels, he goes on holiday. And I just thought that that was, you know, it's a small shift, but the the cognitive kind of pivot there that happens is I'm not leaving anything I don't want behind. Like I'm excited to return to my life and I'm going to go experience something different to bring in some novelty because that's part of what, you know, makes life Mm -hmm. exciting. So totally love that. Um, Yeah. I'd I'd love to shift gears just a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm curious for you. I can feel all of this passion and all this excitement and all this energy and what you're doing. And even in just what you mentioned, you know, like you can be excited about everything that you're doing every day. I'm wondering how, like when you show up for clients, what does that passion turn into for them? Like in the coaching relationship, there's this thing that I'm really interested in that I call um, borrowing space or borrowing certainty or borrowing excitement. So I'm sure that you've seen that with your clients too, that they, they feel you and then they turn on. I'm just wondering if you can talk about that because I'm sure you've seen a bunch of it. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big identity person. I actually have a, a training coming up in New Jersey we're doing, which is called Change the Channel, which will make a point on this. And the whole thing is about shifting a channel. It's not about an alter ego or anything. Like a lot of people think like, um, let me put on a different mask, right? And and today I'll have a happy mask and tomorrow I'll be this leader mask. And I used to be like that. Mm-hmm. I used to, I used to be at home, you know, with my kids and they're little and I'm blowing bubbles on their belly. And the minute I opened that door to leave for work, it was like this other human stepped in. Now I'm like hardcore and I'm aggressive and I'm nasty. And and then I'd get back home open the door and it's like I went through uh you know Narnia's door or something here. <laughs> somebody different and and then I figured it out like I I had these con- identity confusion mm-hmm. I needed to find myself and I always share when I do webinars and stuff I always share these pictures of like me when I was a fake me I, I got this like button down purple shirt I'm like that's my backstreet boy picture and stuff and I'm like then there's me today. Yeah. So to answer your question, I find out what people really, the transformation happens by them feeling authenticity from somebody else. Mm. And, and that's what they say to me. They say, look, when we're around you, we never, uh, we never know what you're going to say. Um, we don't know if you're going to curse. We don't know if you're going to say some weird thing. We don't know if some inappropriate things, we don't know, Yeah. but we know something it's very authentic and that's who you are. Yeah. And I do really hard to share with the clients. Like, uh, and I'm not saying this to anybody to brag or anything, but like, I don't create energy to show up places. Like, I don't drink caffeine. I haven't done any caffeine in probably 15, 18 wow. years. Now, I never did coffee, but I did do um, caffeine unsweetened iced teas. I used to go to Dunkin' Donut and get like, you know, the gallon <laughs> size, put like five sugars in it. Until one day I had a caffeine withdrawal when I couldn't get it. And I said, oh, man, I I thought I was going to stab my own brain. And I've been gluten-free for probably 15 or 18 years. And uh, don't get me wrong, everyone listening. I am not that guy. I do not get up at 4.30 in the morning. I don't cold plunge every morning. I I don't do that. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying don't 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 put a perception on me. You think I'm I'm better than what I am. I have my own routines that I do, and mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people told me, it's funny, this, I, they said, well, what do you do first thing in the morning? They always think because of my success, uh, I must have this crazy routine. I'm like, well, I wake up about seven and I look at Facebook and they're like, you know, it's proven. If you look <laughs> at Facebook in the morning, um, you'll be less successful. And I'm like, I told this one guy, I said, how are you doing lately? He goes, horrible. I said, you should maybe look at Facebook in the morning, you know? <laughs> um, I'm not saying it works for everybody, but I am saying that, you know, when I meet with clients, when they feel the authenticity, I just want to invite them to their own authentic identity. It's in there. Yep. It's just been muddied up with guilts and, and shames and anxieties and traumas. And everybody's, I don't want to say everybody, but, but a lot of the world's making people feel like you have to live this way. Yeah. You have to like take this pill or drink this drink. And I'm a believer that like we started in the beginning here on the inside, you have a power that they still can't even explain today. And this power could could motivate you. It could also depress you. Yep. It, it can make you heal yourself or it can make your body want to kill itself. So I hope that helps a little bit where you wanted to go there. Yeah, totally does. Totally does. And I think one of the you know simple ways to frame that for people is that when you're being authentic that's a permission slip for other people's authenticity yeah. and so many people desperately want and need that and they probably don't even know they don't even know that they're caught in the web in this kind of big black box of someone else's story of who they were meant to be versus just yeah. stepping into what they're designed for yeah it's so funny you said that you know in 2020 before i sold that company for about five years, we were doing um, about 35 three-day events a year. It's wow. a lot of events in That's person, awesome. then virtual, then hybrid, and everywhere in between. And all the time at the end, these people would be transformed and changed because I'm not, I don't like motivation. I like transformation. I tell people when they're with me, I said, look, if you leave here clapping your hands, you're excited. And and but Monday will come and, and you'll go back to who you were. But if we transform our thinking and our thoughts and our our energy and stuff, and people used to tell me all the time at the end, I said, What changed in you? And they said, I felt you gave me permission. I said, Oh, I didn't give you permission. You finally gave yourself permission. Right? You finally gave yourself permission to go because we have this, everybody has this fantasy. Yeah. I got this fantasy I want to get to. And then I have this reality of what I think is where I'm at today, where I'm stuck. And everybody wants to get to that fantasy and they really don't understand. That's why I wrote this book, Mind Power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my, I, I've written 19 books now. I'm not saying to brag, all of them were business books. And I, cause I love business. And then you would think after maybe three books, I would have figured out, well, they ain't going to make this work without their mind. It took <laughs> yeah. me like 18 books to go, hang on a minute. I'm telling them what to do, how to do, when to do it, the marketing, the sales, the opera, what to say, when to say it. Why are people struggling? Yeah. And it's because they're struggling their mind. That's why I wrote the book Mind Power was to show them in a simple way, like, hey, if you could get this right, because everybody says mindset, yeah, right? Mindset, it's all mindset. I was thinking about this, Matt, one time. And I said, wait a second. Now, my dad was a mason. So as a kid, I used to mix concrete and carry bricks. I used to say, well, what if mindset's completely wrong? If you poured concrete in your mind, it would set, it'd be hard, it wouldn't move. Yes, right. What if it's all about mind growth? Mm. 
Somebody didn't come here today to listen to this because they wanted mindset. They wanted mind growth. They wanted expansion. They wanted a form of ascension. Yeah. That I believe is a, you know, a new distinction where people go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want mind growth. And when your mind grows, everything grows with it. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Yeah. And, and I've found something interesting and speaking to something you said a couple minutes ago that for most people, that mindset is actually insulating a set of emotions, like whether it's the shame or the embarrassment yeah. or the not good enough or whatever it is. So you do all this mindset work and it's just poking at these emotions that feel terrible inside and keep reinforcing the same old habits. So at some point you've got to have that kind of come to reality moment of, okay, uh, yes, absolutely. Let's have a new way of thinking. Let's have a growth oriented mindset. And also let's get in touch with what I'm feeling because it's not feeling so great. Yeah. And and what helped me a lot with that was uh, because man, when you, when you build two high eight figure companies and you sell two high eight figure companies, you have experienced every possible <laughs> law set, uh, lawsuit, sabotage, like you, you've experienced a lot. And I used to carry these things of a weight of pain and, and, just pressure. And then someone uh, taught me, they said, wait, it's just because you can't see all the beneficial sides of what happened. So what I started to do today, and maybe it helps the listeners is like, when I look at the darkest thing, I say to myself, what what are all the benefits of that? Now, some people, you got to help them through this because they don't know how to do it themselves. They say, well, well, I was divorced and my, my wife took everything. Okay. Well, what did you learn? Did she didn't take your soul? You're still alive. You're still like, we could just keep stacking better, but you may, you might've got closer to your children or you might've got further from them. When you can see both sides of this coin, I believe the center of that coin is ultimate freedom. freedom. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And, and in that they took everything, the business crashed, whatever that scenario is. I, I tell people that was a really expensive lesson. You better make it worth it. Yeah. So great. You said that somebody, uh, somebody told me a similar thing two decades ago. They said, that was a very expensive seminar. Don't go to that one again. I said, I'm never <laughs> going there. Yeah. I'm never going there. I will tell you, I went there twice. Uh, when I built my one company, I, I was using PayPal. Um, and then they withheld about 65,000. And Oof. I said, I'll never use it again. And then almost a decade later, I forgot and I went and used PayPal and then they went and held 60, over 60 something thousand. I said, F you give all the money back to everybody. I'll go collect it. So I guess uh, you, you, sometimes you forget and you go to that seminar twice, but there won't be a third one for me. Yeah, that's for sure. Third one, man. <laughs> that's great. Um, so you're, you're head deep now, neck deep in the coaching industry. You've got a, a coaching organization and I'm sure you've been looking around. The coaching industry is an interesting animal. And I think that it's probably one of the most important industries over the next 10, 20, 50 years as people really come out of some of the dynamics that we've been talking about and get forced into a situation where they have to do the personal growth. So I'm curious for you, as you've been watching in the industry and all the things that you know happen, good and bad, what are some of your favorite things about coaching and the industry? And then what are some of the things that you'd like mm. to see change? Let me go with the changes first. Um, <laughs> man, this world, I've trained with all of them, right? I, and I'm not saying this to brag at all. No. I've spent probably like you, I mean, 
In the last 17, 18 years, I've spent at least $3 million. I could prove it if anybody wants to call. I mean, I spent $200,000 on my own education last year, and I'm committed to over $150,000 this year. And a lot of times I attend it just to say to myself, okay, the dot is still connected. I'll tell you, it's antiquated today. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people that have been saying the same message, uh, you know, I spoke, let me see, it's probably about three or four years ago, I spoke at an event, it's about 3,000 people. And I said to everybody, uh, who read Think and Grow Rich? Everybody's hands go up, the badge of honor. Like if they pull up, they have a tattoo that says, <laughs> I've read Think and Grow Rich. And I said, okay, that's fascinating. But now keep your hand up if you consider yourself rich. There's like five hands up. I said, so I don't know if it's the wrong book or it's the wrong understanding or it's the wrong mind or it's the wrong ability to process it. But the reality is this, some of the thinking is antiquated. Your thinking doesn't match up to the thinking so people can't move forward. I I believe that's one of our secret sauces is that we're looking at it from different perspectives. I always say this, um, the way I come up with everything that I help people with is I say, let me look at what's been out there. Is that true? Is it still true? Mm-hmm. Is that true? Like I met somebody, Matt, you would have laughed. Uh, first off, I guess I don't make a lot of friends when I go to these seminars. <laughs> but, uh, they always want to tell me like, uh, I own five different businesses and I only work one hour a week, you know? And I'm like, I am so sorry to hear that. And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, the fact you hate what you do so much, you only do it one hour a week, you should just kill it all, kill it all. <laughs> and they're like, I said, because I do like 80 hours a week and I love every second of it. So good. But they read the four hour work week and they're like, well, okay, I guess that's impressive. No, 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 you're not trying to impress anybody. You're just trying to look in the mirror and go, I love this. So so the, the one side I'd love to see is that, people really start coming at it from a new angle and and start to realize, um, yeah, look, NLP, I learned it. I thought um, uh, a decade and a half ago, I thought it was one of the secret sauces, right? Trained with Richard Bandler. And I was like, man, he did it. And Tony Robbins learned it's changed the world. And then I started doing it and I found out it helped, but didn't solve. And then I started to learn about energy and said, wait a minute here, that doesn't solve an energy problem. Yep. And I said, well, why isn't anybody talking about that? Because not enough people know about it. So one, I'd love to see them upgrade. On the plus side um, of it out there is I do believe that it is one of the only things that's going to save the universe mm-hmm. <laughs> and the whole universe. Yep. And that's why I told my wife when we kind of looked at how everything unraveled the last couple of years, I know I sold that company and I had my intentions why I was selling it. But now that I look at it, I was pulled into this because so many people through COVID and you you know, in your world and how you help so many people, their minds got destroyed. Yeah. Yes. People, bad things happen. People died. I lost five. I lost five relatives in 30 wow. days. Wow. All of them under the age of 70. Wow. And now that was sad, but not as sad as what mentally happened to everybody that experienced that. So I believe the the plus side is I believe every human should be working with some organization that has highest level of integrity that's not trying to feed you something and you know make you consume something that may not be healthy for you and also um 
I think I think we got to start earlier today. Yeah. Really early. And and that's what I'm proud of like our one of our things is to change um you know to impact a million people or more in a decade or less in in 100 countries or more and thank you you're helping me do this today for any even if one person or 100,000 or more hear it we're making that impact and really what we want to do is i want everybody to listen and say you know what just pause a minute you have to help yourself yeah but how can you help down cuz the schooling's not doing it mm-hmm. okay the 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 computer's not doing it for the kids and i'm not i don't poo poo on anything i don't you would have loved that i did a talk about ai the other day mm. And it was completely opposite of what everybody's. They expected me to talk about this chat program and how it's the golden goose egg. And all of a sudden, you yes. failed before, but now you'll be wealthy. No, 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 no. You got a fun, cute tool. If you failed before, this tool wasn't going to do it because you could have hired someone to do it before. I came and said, let's look at what's really happening here. It's not about artificial intelligence. What we want to look at is human intelligence. Yeah. Is yeah. human intelligence going up or down? Yeah. And I believe if the coaching industry, which I hope it does, if we could raise the human intelligence of the people that are looking to help people, mm-hmm. we'll change the universe. If human intelligence goes down and um and not enough of the caring coaches out there that really really care yeah. and more than this just asking you a question like, well, what do you think you should do? Look, they don't know what to do. <laughs> If they knew what to do, they wouldn't be on with you. So um, I'm a big fan of it because that's what's helped me see different perspectives is investing in so many different people to learn from them. But I got to tell you something, it is the toughest industry that I've entered yet. See, electrical, your light goes out. You need someone to fix it. Business training, everybody thinks if they could fix their business, their life will fix. There's more divorce, divorce suffering people that are business owners. Business owners are the top divorced people in the, in the planet wow. today. So, so they think that when it comes to personal growth, they're like, uh, I don't know if I want to change. Mm. And they, they don't know if they change. Well, a lot of couples, what I found out, because now we have like, I'm consumed with couples, some of them are afraid the person will change. I said, well, what if they stay the same forever? That's scary, yep. right? Not if they change. What if they never, what if they never, they never evolve at all? Yeah. That would be like my grandparents, right? Maybe right. your grandparents, like they, they never evolved. They still like eat all your food or there's starving people all over the world. Yep. Well, no wonder we have an obesity situation. We've been flying the airplane of food in the kid's mouth and telling them if you don't eat at all, I used to tell my my wife and I said, the kid ain't going to starve himself to death. Trust me. Eventually he'll eat. He'll eat grass if he gets hungry enough, you know? That's great. So so why do you think this industry is the hardest to be successful in? I, I think yeah. I'm paraphrasing what you said. It's not exactly right. But yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to hear you double down on that. I don't think it's hard to be successful. It's It's hard for people to feel that they don't already have everything they need at the age they're at. Got like, it. hey, I'm 30 years old. And uh, it's interesting because for a decade, my my avatar, my client was plumbers, electricians, and HVAC people. Yep. Now, uh, the majority of people in my world are executives. I got a CEO of a hospital. I have an OBGYN doctor. I got another medical doctor. I get insurance. I got attorneys. I got this vast uh, different uh, field here 
And what I find out is all of them came to the reality, wait a minute, learning cannot stop. Learning about myself cannot stop. Yep. Now, the problem is, Matt, they're all coming to me when it's on the verge of, you know, we need to grow because we're going to kill each other. Or I need to grow because my health, uh, I have a Lamborghini and a big house on the beach in Florida, and I'm lonely and I'm suffering and I never got rid of my childhood trauma. I feel they hit Nirvana. And really what they did was hit a wall of hell. Yeah. And, and I think that's what's been difficult for the world is to say, hey, like I'm doing this event coming up March. And I mean, we got our lowest tickets, like $400. I've never done anything for $400 in my life. My normal training would be to come and spend three days is like six to 10,000. But I said, you know what? Let me see if I could remove almost every objection from the world and see if they'll invest in themselves. And a lot are, and a lot, they're just, I, they're just afraid. They're afraid to change, you know? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You're exactly right. Yeah. And I'm curious what I think I've noticed when it comes to this kind of trajectory that people are on that you've mentioned, you know, there's, there's two ways to do it. And um, what you're mentioning is the people who go out and find a way to make the money, have the career, do the profession thing, build the wealth. And then they hit a point where they realize, okay, I got to go inside. And then there's also, you know, my background is in the healing and transformation and coaching space. So in that world, they do all the internal work, they do all the kind of the inner mindset work. And then they realize at some point I'm broke. I got to figure out what to do with this. So it's almost like you have people moving in two opposite directions. There's two different paths that people take and helping yeah. them to recognize that you got to have both. And if you're just, you know, maybe you're not at the apex of your wealth yet, don't wait to start to do the inner work, right? Like you've got to yeah. start soon. And if you're on the other side, if you're doing the personal development work, figure out how to monetize it or get a job that's going to pay you well. So you don't end up in this situation where you're 40, 50 trying to figure it out. Yeah. I also think that um, there's a responsibility. When I go back and I look at my service company that I scaled and I had 200 employees, when I go back and look at what I did there, I did what a lot of companies don't do. Mm -hmm. I took it as my professional responsibility to serve those employees. Yeah. So I was teaching them how to think. And I was making sure like I did those that would listen because they were employees. I couldn't force them. But I had my ways of teaching relationship in a way that it applied to work, mm -hmm. but it clicked for them to bring home to their family. Awesome. And I feel that that's part of anybody that's listening that's an owner. I always ask people, what, what are you doing for to evolve the minds of the people that you're employing or that you're serving? And, and they go, oh, well, we do a training class. Mm -hmm. What did you do on corporate you know, procedures, that's not, you know, work, uh, workforce etiquette or something yeah. that's not changing the way that they're thinking on the, on the inside. So we're very aligned with that. And I, I would love to see more people investing in people. My wife and I, a lot of people don't know this, but it's like, we came for full circle. Cause if you go back 20, probably 20 years ago, we used to host events at our house for free and we did not have a big house and we would shove like 30, 40 people in it. And we would do board breaks. And I'd been trained in fire walking for like 20 years. And we would do all these things and help people uh, change. And then, then I got sucked into growing companies uh, to just find out. I came back that, Oh man, the world really needs this. So 
I hope everybody listening, if they take away one thing, they take away and ask themselves, um, what am I doing for myself inside, inside yourself? I just, if they just ask themselves that, and if the question is not a lot, Mm -hmm. then they should invest in something. If they're not investing in you or investing in me or investing, like invest in something. Cause I am a believer. If you told me, uh, people ask me all the time, well, they say, if there's just one thing they want to know that you can do, I always give it to martial arts because I've been doing martial arts for 37 years since I'm 15. But when I look at the martial arts I was doing, it was all mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. It's that's what my original roots were in, which takes it in. If there's one thing I think everybody should consider doing now more than ever with all this wildness that's happening here, they should be investing in their mind because look, the body follows the mind. Yep. And if you're having body problems, I'm going to tell you what you're having. I just asked, uh, I just asked somebody came to me the other day and this is probably weeks ago, maybe a month ago. They said, um, she's dealing with this lump and she's had cancer in the past. It's like this, I said, did they ever tell you why it's why it's happening? Well, they don't, nobody, nobody knows. I said, oh, okay, nobody knows. I said, why don't we rethink about things? So we we gave her some things to rethink about. And I said, when the when they do the test and they come back this time and say, oh my goodness, it's not. We made a mistake. You just go, of course, I know that. What do you think? She goes, and my wife came up with a great phrase. Um, I said to her, I said, these people keep going to hospitals for tests. We got to change that. She goes, no, no, no. They're going for a healing session. Mm. So I said, you're not going for a test. You're going for a healing session. And now the whole framing is I'm healing on the way there. I'm healing on the way out. And I've watched things that people, some people may be listening would think crack pot, no way. But I'll tell you what, we got proof right there. Energy is everything. Everything is energy. And it's always an energy problem first. And then, it, you know, part of the mind problem on all the different levels of the mind. So it's fascinating. Yeah, totally right. You know, there's this great book that came out, man, it must be maybe eight, nine years ago now called Radical Remission. And there was a woman who went and studied, I believe it was over a thousand cases of people who went into remission from cancer and boiled it down to seven main points of what these people were doing. And what she found was that it was resilience, mindset, dedication, feeling right, eating well, doing alternative treatments and having purpose. Like those are the things that really made the difference because it's the same thing we've been saying for 40 minutes now, you know, you got to heal from the inside out. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. And you got to invest on your inside, especially the the state of the union where the world's going, look, the world's not going to get better. It's not going to get worse. I don't believe in good and bad. I don't believe in right and wrong. I don't believe in positive and negative. I believe in the definitions that yep. that we put on it but i do know one thing that if you don't own your own mind your own thinking um something else is going to try to own it and all success you desire in relationships in health in wealth and what you want to produce for your legacy someday yeah. it's all going to come on the other side of personal growth and when somebody works with you they're going to save decades what what is the value of saving decades and and I'm sure you experienced the same thing. I'll have a guy come to one of our trainings, 70 years old. He leaves. He thinks he's 18 again. Never did. We got an 18 year old that leaves and he feels he's got the wisdom of a 70 year old. And then you got another 70 year old in the grocery store. You look at him and you go, you look like you're 110. 
Yeah. What's going on here? And you just hear them. Everything out of their mouth and their body is life is miserable. Everything's miserable. This AI is miserable. And these things in the sky is like, everything is just painful. And I'm like, no, suffering is a choice. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, I'd love to ask you one more question. I think this is going to be really fun. Um, You know, part of what we've realized and the reason we started the transformational and coaching industry research lab is we know this industry is going to be huge. It's continuing to grow year over year. And we also know that there's some real integrity issues in the industry. And we want to highlight ways to come out of that and really focus on people who are doing amazing work and setting a new standard. But part of where this all gets messed up is exactly what you said about investing. People need to invest in themselves. But there's a lot of confusion around what that is, what that means, and how it works. And what I'm seeing over the course of being a coach, being a healer, and now doing this work with a research lab is that there's a a process of stretch that happens when you invest in yourself, right? And that process of stretch creates discomfort. And that creates all kinds of bringing stuff up to be resolved that's standing in the way of of, um, really having the success that you want. So I'm curious, my bet is that you've got some wisdom around that, whether it's a big stretch that you made for yourself or what you've asked clients to do and and kind of a way that you're seeing that. And I'd love to just have you touch base on that if you would. Yeah, I'm all about stretching the human. And we have done everything from having men carry 100-pound heavy bags and run with them and throw them and punch them with MMA gloves on to people staring inside of... uh, I got this. I don't know if you ever uh, experienced it before, but I bought one for my last event. It's actually a mirror that shows your reflection the way the world sees you. Oh, interesting. So it's not like when you look in a mirror, it's not a direct reflection that the world sees. This mirror changes it. So you see yourself the way the world sees. And we have people stare at it and just look at that mirror and see themselves. And all of a sudden, they start to see where they've been carrying the weight and where they've been carrying the pressure and the stress. Yeah. And so one, that's a that's a great stretch uh, for people. And another thing we do is we do this similar one with a mirror where we call it a, you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, what's been holding me back, you know, once and for all, and they'll write it with erasable stuff on the mirror. And then we do, we flip it, mirror, mirror on the wall. I'll no longer accept this ever mm-hmm. again, once and for all, and they erase it. And so, uh, and I learned uh, part of that from my instructor. He said to me, he goes, I'm going to give you, and all the listeners can do this one today. So I'm going to give you something so easy, but so difficult, but you have to do it. He says, you're going to go and find a mirror. And he goes, you're just going to have a light on nothing else. No distractions. Tell anybody don't bother. And just set a timer for 20 minutes and don't look away. Just stare at yourself for 20 minutes straight. Now, 20 minutes feels like 20 days. But I got to tell you something, the first time I did it and I went from rage to tears to sadness, I went through like a whole explosion of emotions. And at the end of that, holy crap, I was so freed. So um, I do believe that people need to ask themselves a question. And I I do think it's intuitive if they could just sit back into it. Mm -hmm. And the question is, where have I not been stretching and what is it, what's been the consequence of this? You know, what, what has been the thing? And you see it in relationships a lot of times, or you see it in, in health. Like I'm not stretching because I'm so hooked on 
caffeine or sugar or whatever. I mean, look, coaching, coaching for the mind, talk about what's rampant. I mean, addictions are, are through the roof, suicides are through the roof. And, and how could they not be with, with the, I, I mean, we could, most of the parts of the world, you could just get drugs for free. And, you know, the ones that are taking it think it's perfectly fine. And the, the people in the coaching world are saying, what are you kidding me? I work with people that are coming and they're distressed and they're distraught. And it's, you, you don't, you know, when you take Tylenol, your body's not lacking Tylenol, right? It's masking the pain. And yes. so I think for the listeners is to say to themselves, where, where is it in my life that I'm not stretching, but I need to stretch first. Yeah. Like there's always a stretching first. Yep. Because I think people, um, they try to do everything. It was like, oh, I'm going to fix my relationship. And I'm going to start. Um, I learned this uh, this thing years ago. Long, man, it's got to be decades ago. It's called uh, subtract, uh, subtraction by ad- addition. Yep. And uh, for the listeners, it's simple as this. Let's say every morning you drink coffee. And you know, eventually it's not the best for you. And maybe you did the studies and stuff. Um, and the fact is, keep drinking coffee, but why don't you also do some healthy drink in the morning with it? So you're like, I got to drink the coffee and I got to drink, I don't know, celery juice or something. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually the addition will probably subtract that automatically because the body's going to make a new uh, a new change. And I think that stretches you too, right? Stretches you. There's no longer a decision. I won't tell people, don't drink coffee. I'll say, drink the coffee and drink the healthy drink. You got to drink both. Yeah. And whatever one wins, wins. We know which one wins because the the <laughs> body will crave what it knows it needs to heal and, and empower itself. So yeah, I hope that helps everybody that's listening a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it will. That was great. Thank you so much. Mike, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for your energy, for your wisdom and for the dedication and, and all the fruits of that that showed up in this conversation. I know certainly useful for me and I know everyone who's going to be listening to this has gotten a lot. Um, where can people find you? How would you like them to interact with you? What's the best place we can send them? Yeah. Go to fooddoggroup.com. That's F U D O G group.com. That's a great place where they'll, they can get connected. We got free resources there. We also have a training coming up called uh, Personal Growth 2023. You can find out more details there. But I don't want this to be a, a drive-by. Feel free to friend me on Facebook if it makes sense. Let's get connected. Um, I always like to tell people, you know, sometimes if you just need a friend that has no judgments, I'm I'm that good friend. Reach out. I don't have somebody handling all my uh, Facebook messages. So it's going to be me on on there responding. And I want to thank you, Dr. Matt, because, you know, what I think a lot of people don't realize is to do things like this and interview people and give back. There's a lot of time and logistics and putting it together. And and I don't think people realize that. And um, so kudos to you. You're, you're, you're part of changing the world by doing this. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Okay.